today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Nothing else makes me scratch my head when it comes to God except that, that He would choose to use somebody like me to be His ambassador, to bring people on Christ's behalf, to be reconciled to God. That's the why. That's the why. And it pleases Him. And really, that's the purpose, isn't it? You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of First Timothy. Pastor J.D. has something awesome to share with you today. God has chosen to use you to share the gospel message, to bring light to the dark world. You. Let that sink in for a moment. He doesn't care about your past. He's not waiting for you to get your act together. If you've given your life to Jesus, you're set. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in 1 Timothy chapter 2 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Walking with the Lord for 38 years, and oh my goodness, it's one of those things where we say it like this, if I'd have known then what I know now, man, I wish I would have known then what I know now. Man, you know, you can't unsend an email. Believe you me, I've tried. So have you probably, right? I started doing something a few years back, and I've got a, a situation. We'll call it a situation. You know what I mean by situation? You can fill in the blank. I've got a situation here. I've got an issue needs to be addressed. So my flesh, right there, right in, standing in the front of the line, my spirit's over here going, hey, hey, whoa. <laughs> Here's my flesh going, all caps, all caps, right? And now, by the grace of God, again, I mean, if God can do this in my life, He can do this in yours. Now it's, I'm not going to push send, I'm going to save it in my draft file. And I'm going to wait on the Lord, and I'm going to seek the Lord, and I'm going to sleep on it. And His mercies are new every morning. And I wake up in the morning, and I have my time with the Lord, and then I revisit that, and almost without exception, I'll look at that email and just thank you, God, that I did not send that email. Right? And then I'm in the Spirit, I'm not in the flesh, and I completely rewrite the whole thing, without caps, <laughs> and I send it. Matthew chapter 5, verse 16. And we know these verses, we were well acquainted with them, many of us have them memorized, we've got them on our wallpaper, we know them. But can we, as I read this, just See this as if we're reading it for the first time. Let your light so shine before men, that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. 
So they're on the receiving end of the aforementioned email. And they were keenly aware that that email could have read very differently, but didn't. It was a good email. It was a good response. It was a word fitly spoken, and it brought glory to God. How about when you're going through that checkout line with your mask? I think I shared this last week. It's hard for me. I, I, I do it because it's a witness when I go through that checkout line. Plus, if I don't, I don't get poke, so I have to. <laughs> so they have to wear the mask too, or else they don't have a job. Right? So do you know how many, I hope not Christians, although sadly I uh, saw a video, somebody sent me a video of a, guy that recorded being kicked out of a place because he refused to wear a mask. Called the police, big incident. And there was one point in the video where he says to the police officer, do you know Jesus? Do you believe in God? The police officer just turned away with a disdain and said, no, I don't. And it's like, well, you didn't help. You didn't help. So you go through that line. You got your mask on. Oh, so I, just this last week, I was on the phone. I forgot to put it on. I, I put it on right as I'm going through the door. Because, you know. And the guy's like, hey, you need to have your mask. I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. And I pulled it out of my pocket and I put it on. I said, oh, I'm so sorry. He said, yeah, no worries, brah. So in I went. Go through the checkout line. I was there the day before. Yes, I like poke that much. <laughs> and I said to him, I said, I'm back. He looks at me and goes, yeah, I can see you're back. I said, how are you doing today? He said, ah, you know, you get what? You know what I love about masks? I, I, this is a little, I'm being a little bit silly here, but I like to yell. With masks, I have to yell, because <laughs> you can't hear if I don't. I have to enunciate every, how are you doing today? And then the conversation struck up, and this is about one o'clock in the afternoon. I don't know what his shift was, but I can promise you that there are probably very irritated, agitated, frustrated customers that went through that checkout and made his life miserable. And so I always leave with, hey, have a blessed rest of the day. Well, so they, they kind of look for me now. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But so there's this other, I think she's probably one of the managers. She always comes whenever I'm there. And I always ask her how she's doing. And she always responds, you know, I'm, I'm doing good. How are you doing? And I just say, I'm, I, here's what I say now. This is good. You can use this, by the way. I have no copyright or patent on it, okay? I say, I am so blessed you can't even believe it. You are? Well, that's new. Because everybody that comes through here, they're mean. They're angry. They can't breathe. It's <laughs> another issue. And, and you're blessed? Wow, what, I want what you, you have, right? You see how that works? That's the whole point. See, that's the light. We're the salt and the light. Salt flavors and preserves. 
The light rids the darkness. Have you ever noticed there's no such thing as a dark switch? I know, again, that's, they have clinical terms for this, but this is just how I think. There's no such, <laughs> I know, you're going to, I lost half of you, are like, wow, I, I never thought of that. There's no dark switch. There's only a light switch, which is actually a dark switch. When you turn on the light, you turn off the dark. We're the light. We're the light switch. Let your light switch be on. Let's talk about why. Verses 3 and 4. Last but certainly not least, we have the why answered. And Paul answers the why saying that it pleases our Savior who wants all people saved. Even them. Yeah, but did you see what they tweeted? Don't need to. That's between them and the Lord. What are you going to retweet or reply in that tweet? I'm picking on Twitter. I mean, this is Facebook. Facebook's the worst. I'm rarely on Facebook anymore. We have guys that do our social media for us. I'm more on Twitter. That's why I'm picking on Twitter. But here's how I see it and say it. Twitter, I'm just going to use Twitter as the poster child, so to speak. You can either see it as the battlefield, as most do, or you can see it as the mission field, as few do. It's a mission field, man. Do you realize that our words have the power of life and death? And sometimes, here's the thing, sometimes you don't have to, you know, come up with anything. It's already there for you. Just tweet a scripture, say, Lord, what would be a good verse? Because God's word doesn't return void. My words do. And then I get blocked. (laughs) But God's word does not return void. It's a double-edged sword. It's surgically able to cut and cut out, divide between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. The Holy Spirit can take the Holy Word and, I mean, just surgically, perfectly, lovingly, do that which only God can do, if you'll just let Him. It can just be a verse in the Bible. Somebody tweets, it's vile. Tweet Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And just let the Holy Spirit take it from there. Give the Holy Spirit elbow room. Somebody is tweeting something and They've lost everything, and God's not giving you a spirit of fear. That's right here in Timothy. Worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Thank God for anything, and the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. Keep it at peace, perfect peace. Isaiah, God will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. 
On the authority of God's word, I can make you this promise that if you'll but do that, you will notice that everything changes. It changes the whole dynamic. I realize that God not wanting anyone to perish, but all coming to repentance and a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ should be a firm grasp of the obvious. But again, if we're really honest with ourselves, we would have to admit that we really don't see it that way. Example. Let's talk about the situation with the church and the looming shutdown that, so what am I going to do in response? Now, if I frame it in the context of the governor, the lieutenant governor, the mayor, and all of them need Jesus, shouldn't that impact everything that I do, and not only everything that I do, and you do, but everything we say. Because that's the end game. That's where the goalposts are. That's why. Because Jesus died for them too. And they need Jesus. I was sharing with my wife, might have been my son, this last week when I was out and, out and about, because of everything that's happening, and the swiftness with which everything is happening. And I was thinking about it in the context of Thursday night. We started in Ecclesiastes. And Solomon in verse 18 of chapter 1 says that with much knowledge comes much sorrow. With much wisdom comes much grief. You've heard that expression, ignorance is bliss. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. And sometimes when you don't know, you just like, <laughs> you just go on your merry way. I know that was, is that Roadrunner or, Don, I don't know who that is. That's somebody, Woody Woodpecker. Thank you very much, Woody Woodpecker. Wow, this is bad. <laughs> like I said, pray for me. But, <laughs> I mean, you just, you just kind of go on your merry way. But when you're walking in wisdom and the knowledge and the fear of the Lord, and you know what's coming, Whew. comes packaged with a sanctified sorrow, if I can say it that way. And so now I, I see people in traffic, which is another one. I've confessed this. So, you know, my, my heart's right. My hands are clean. I've confessed to you about my struggles in traffic and how God has really done a work in me over the years. You know, when somebody cuts you off and they have a fish on the back of their car, My sanctification flees from me when that happens. But now I see everybody, whether it's in traffic or in the store or just out and about, and here's how I see them and here's what I say to myself about them. If they don't know Jesus, they have no idea what's about to happen. And they'll be left behind and it will be unspeakable horror. So here's what I do, and it's very simple. I just pray for their salvation. 
And it doesn't have to be elaborate. It can just be, Lord, save them. Three words. God answers three-word prayers. Ask Peter when he's walking on water. You know, bid me come. Jesus says, come. Starts walking on water. Takes his eyes off the Lord. Starts sinking. He prays a three-word prayer. Lord, save me. And God does it. Could you imagine Jesus going, come on, Peter. I taught you better than that. What happened to our Father, which art in heaven? He'd be, you know, he'd be down at the bottom of the, you know, Sea of Galilee by that time. Sometimes just, I don't mean to, you know, be overly silly, especially concerning prayer, but I think you get the point. Just a simple three-word prayer, Lord, save them. They want to take it further, Lord, bring somebody into their life that can bring them to you. They need you. And that goes for everyone, all. We just saw that, verse 1, all. Even them. We need to pray for them. They need the Lord, especially now. Now more than ever, they need the Lord. And that's God's will. And it pleases the Lord. I don't think there's one of us that doesn't want to live a life that is pleasing in the sight of the Lord, right? And we're, we're told that this pleases the Savior. This pleases God. I want to please God. I think about with our children. Our children really seek as their parents our affirmation and affection and attention. And they will do everything they can to get it. And they want to please us. There is the sin nature, obviously, but they want to please us. They want their mother and their father to be proud of them, happy with them, pleased by them. How much more our Heavenly Father? This pleases Him. Can you imagine how much... It pleases Him when, as His representatives, we are out and about moving people closer to Him, maybe even having the profound privilege of leading somebody to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. There's no high like that. I want to close with 2 Corinthians 5.20. I think it... It just sums it up. It just puts a bow on the package of the entire teaching. The Apostle Paul writing, and he says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors. You know what an ambassador is? There's somebody that is sent as a representative to someone else or somewhere else. They're the represent. So the U.S. has an ambassador to the U.N. That ambassador is representing the U.S. We are Christ's ambassadors. We have been commissioned. We have this high honor and this profound privilege. And think about it like this. God could have very easily made the decision to not use people like you and me. In fact, if I were God, which is why I'm not, I would not have used people. I'm just saying. If I was God, I would just open up the heavens 
stick my face and go, hey, I'm God, get saved. And that would end it. Again, I know that's silly, but God has chosen to use people like us as His representatives, as His ambassadors. So He says, therefore we are Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making His appeal through us. Did you catch that? He's speaking through us. He is using us. He has chosen to use us to reach them. And then he says, we implore you. That's a very strong word, by the way. Not a word we use much in our vocabulary anymore. Implore. When somebody says, I implore you. Oh, what what centuries you come out of? Are you quoting Shakespeare? (laughs) I implore thee. You know what it kind of has the idea of? I am begging you. I am pleading with you. I implore you. On Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. You know what that means? That means that there's been a separation. And there needs to be now a reconciliation. What do you mean? Well, your sin has separated you from God, and I am an ambassador for Jesus Christ to bring you back to Him to be reconciled with Him. And they look at you and go, you're His ambassador? I know. (laughs) Yeah, He chose me. You? Well, actually, if He can use you, that means there's hope for me. I love how Gail Irwin once said it. He said, the only thing that makes me question God and wonder about God is His choice of using me. That's the only thing. Nothing else makes me scratch my head when it comes to God except that, that He would choose to use somebody like me to be His ambassador, to bring people on Christ's behalf to be reconciled, to God. That's the why. That's the why. And it pleases Him. And really, that's the purpose, isn't it? You know, we we talk about, I don't know what my life purpose is. It's right here. Right here. That's that's, that's the the purpose. I I don't feel like I have any purpose. Well, you have a purpose. Believe me. (laughs) This is your purpose. This is your purpose. We're so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. If you haven't yet found a church home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family is a source of support, comfort, and most importantly, faithful prayer warriors. Paul wrote the book of 1 Timothy with this in mind. He knew how important it was to have the support and prayers of other believers in Christ. Church is also a place you can serve and encourage others, too. If you're in the Kaneohe area, you're always welcome to join our church family. At Calvary Chapel Kaneohe, we meet on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find service times, directions, and more at our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. 
While you're there, be sure to check out Pastor J.D.'s additional teachings, as well as his Mideast Prophecy Updates, an accurate look at what the Bible has to say about this time in our world. You can also find Pastor J.D.'s ABCs of Salvation there. This is a great tool to share the simplicity of the gospel message with friends and family. Again, that website is inspiritandtruthradio.com. As we continue to study the wisdom from the book of First Timothy with Pastor J.D., we hope you've been encouraged to live out your faith in a new way. The Bible holds information, encouragement, and instruction that will be beneficial to you on your faith journey. So keep diving in. Well, that's all we have time for today, but be sure to join us next time for more from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth. <laughs> 